Good bloody evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's the King of the Couch back in your ear holes for another edition of the world's greatest podcast, the King of the Couch podcast. Thank you so much for joining me yet again. Apologies I didn't get on last week. Uh, as Look, this weekly show has become uh, very sporadic whenever I feel like doing it or if situations are out of my control. Um, and yeah, that's kind of my thing. So last week, just frankly, I... My daughter wouldn't go to sleep on a Monday night and I was all out of whack and cocked me up and it was too late. And uh, then the week just had some stuff on and it got fucking out of control. It really did. And I'm sorry about that. That's an excuse. They're all excuses. I will say just straight up off the bat tonight, I, I've got a little, I don't have a cold. I don't know what it is. I feel fine, but I've got a bit of a hay fevery thing happening. I keep getting a sneezing fits, some itchy ears and some watery, itchy eyes. So... If at any time in this show I, I maybe sort of cock up or I go to have a sneezing fit, I am sincerely sorry about, sincerely sorry about that, as I don't mean to, right? You can't control a sneeze. They're fucking unruly, these sneezings, these sneezing fits that you get yourselves into. I reckon I sneezed probably 15 times today. Just, just won't go, just won't go. Anyway, I wanted to do this just straight up. Have a listen. Oh, yeah, you know what time it is. Time to fucking party. Forex mm. dry, not too bad. Milton's finest. I will say I like it better than Forex gold. Definitely like it better than Forex heavy. A lot of people out there talk shit about Forex, but I think it's a lovely, it's a lovely drop. It's a lovely lager. It's a quintessential Australian brand that I'm probably is owned by some other uh, international company now. That seems to be the way these companies. It seems to be the way they go. But anyway. How are you? I hope you're well. It's the 26th of September, 2022, 9.21 p.m. 8, sorry, fuck, episode 148 of the King of the Couch podcast. Let's fucking go. Thanks for joining me yet again. Make sure you're liking, make sure you're subscribing. Anything resonates with you, laugh, haha, <laughs> or you cry, mm, pay it fucking forward. We've got a bit to talk about tonight. We've got a bit to talk about tonight. I'm just looking here at my notes, my run sheet. Let's go. Another quick sip. Mm. Thanks for coming. My weekend. My weekend was good. Um, I suggested to our good friends, Amelia and Jordan Grimes, uh, the, the newly married couple. Uh, I, of course, go back from their wedding a couple of weeks ago, which you all know well about. Um, I suggested to, to Jordan. He's a he's an aficionado for a spaghetti dish. It's his favorite thing to cook. It even came up twice in the speeches, actually. Once from his, uh, and then Amelia said it in her vows. So it's a big thing in their household. He loves he loves spaghetti. There's a little there's a little fucking bit of trivia for you um, if you don't know him that well. Uh, and then I cooked some spaghetti the other week, and I said, "Hey, mate." Why don't we do a pure Italian night? We cook everything from scratch. It'll be fun. There'll be flour everywhere. There'll be laughs. There'll be sauce on our white t-shirts. It'd be great. It'd be classic. I actually thought, no shit, I actually thought we were all going to be doing it together. I wore a shirt up. It was one of my favorite shirts. I'm loving it. It's like this businessy sort of linen shirt. It's delicious. It's, it's a great shirt. It's got a little pinstripe through it. I love it. Might wear it on the show one week very soon. There's a belt for you. Fuck, it's been some time since I've burped on the air. Fuck, it feels good. Oh, it smells like dinner too. Um, I even wore a dirty shirt up, had some stains at the bottom. You couldn't really see it. They weren't really hovering around my top half, but you, I knew there were stains there and that's all that mattered to me. Um, but yeah, walk in the door and, uh, I think Jordan must've got bored, jumped the gun. He's already well making it. He, and he, i tell you what, it was a fucking good Italian dish. It was a lovely night. Um, he made a beautiful spaghetti all from scratch, albeit the pasta was packet, but I still really enjoyed it. Angel hair, a lot of, a lot of critics out there with angel hair pasta. I, I personally love it. I like a thin little noodle. Uh, Beck reckons it reminds her of like an Asian dish, a dish when she has it. So that sort of like throws her off that she's eating Italian. Um, I don't have that same sort of ethnic clash there myself. I, it's, it's fucking lumped under a shitload of Italian mints. So hard for me to, to liken that to an Asian dish. Anyway, I um what what I what I wanted to say was I lost my train of thought. But yes, it was a great night. We had some footy on, they cracked some delicious red wine. I walked in the door, had some rose, I left drinking a lot of red wine, 
And oh, I'll be honest, woke up a little bit, a little bit dusty on Friday. I I'm, I'm having this thing. I've been drinking a lot lately. We'll talk about that soon. And not not like not like sad drinks. Not like oh, I'm depressed. I'm drinking a lot. Just like having a good time and life's good. And I um, I, it's my way of celebrating. I think it's my way of just like rebelling and celebrating every fucking couple of nights. Like you're a legend, Tomo. Let's celebrate. Anyway, got home. I know I put some movie on. What it was, I do not fucking know. Um, I started watching a new show, which I'll, I'll talk to you about in the, in the movie of the weeks and the albums of the weeks and things like that. I've got a couple of things there to riff on and I want to let you know about. Um, but haven't been watching a lot of movies, truth be told. Not through the week anyway. I've been, I've been, I've been doing some stuff, which we'll talk about that tonight. But that was Friday night. Very awesome Friday night. There was a great game of footy on. Cowboys robbed. Bit dirty about that. Uh, but that's football, right? Can't leave it up to the refs. Um... Saturday, AFL Grand Final Day, Geelong v Sydney, right? I go down and I watch the game with my my dear old grandfather every year, and it means a lot to me to do that. It's it's a special it's a special thing. Um, I had a feeling my uncle was going to be there. That feeling was one hundred and ten percent correct. He he was there. He was there. If it was a bet, I would have won. Um, but firstly, drove down. I will say. Uh, Russell Brand podcast. Listen to a good Russell Brand Wim Hof podcast. It was great. I love breathwork and getting a little bit more into that. Had a mad just just on breathwork. Had a mad breathwork session the other week. Um, in my mentor session, he did like an extra long hour and a half sesh, and he took us into this different breathing. And I'll try to I'll try to describe it. Obviously, for people that are fucking listening at home, not watching YouTube and shit like that. But it was like a it was like a we started with this round, right? And it was like five seconds in, five seconds out. So it was like a... So in, out, you do that five times. Like a... Sorry, five rounds. I've got it all wrong. It wasn't five seconds at all. That's the nasal breathing. So it was basically this. It was like in, out. So on that sixth one, it was like long in, long out, right? We did that five times. So it was like five by five. And then it was just into this like round of like just this circular breathing, just like that. It's kind of find a healthy rhythm of like in and out, just like a. And honestly, like it was the first time I've done something. I've done the Wim Hof like belly breathing before, and that's really good. You get like this nice euphoric feeling. I really enjoy it. This was kind of like releasing things in my head. Like I wouldn't say it was like high, right? I've been high before. I wouldn't say it was like super high, but I had my eyes closed the whole time. And. Man, I just took me to a little place. You start thinking about all the, like the chattering that's going on in your head, and that sort of slowly subsides, right? And even like the mentor Rex, when he's talking and stuff like that, I if I'm really in the zone, I eventually lose track of his voice, and that's a that's a hundred percent what happened to this thing. Um, then at the end of it, like when it's like, hey, open your eyes, like we're gonna we're gonna chat now. We want to talk in this. And what he wanted us to do was like sort of have this like euphoric high feeling. I don't even know what you'd, what you'd call it, right? Because you're not high essentially on drugs. You're high on your own breath right so fucking perfectly legal it's a per- it's a perfect situation but um yeah i i opened my eyes and man i just felt good i felt euphoric i felt sort of high and then we just started talking and it felt good and i didn't really have much to talk about because i was sort of enjoying it so much fast forward a week we did it again today not as long as we did it the first week. And I felt a bit more controlled in it, but I felt really good. I was a lot more aware of my thoughts going to that. And I was like, yeah, had an epiphany here and an epiphany here. And uh, we'll talk about that later. But it was just really good. So I, I don't even know. Google like some Wim Hof breathing. Anyone that's interested in the breathing, uh, hit me up. I'm happy to fucking give you my, my very um shittily instructed version of it um i am not a master by any means but i've done it enough times now to sort of like learn these ones and i'm happy to do these sessions me and beck sometimes do it together but i want to do it a lot more um i've got a bit of a healthy month coming up next month so i will I'll, we're going to talk about that we it's the king of the cash podcast we talk about everything on this show and on that note i have another drink tongue's ready on fire and I'm sorry about this hay fever. It's disgusting, dude. Hay fever. It's the worst. Anyway, yeah, breathing. Unreal. So listen to that podcast. Funnily enough, Beck, Arabella, and Oscar all fell asleep in the car at the same time. That, that's a rarity. So I turned off the fucking Peppa Pig music, and I put on this podcast, and it was like perfect. Got an hour in. It was perfect. But anyway, visited my uh, my other grandma um, going down. God love it. It was great to see her. And um, I, I get super I get super G'd up taking the kids around to the grandparents house that's just something that like 
I'm their grandchild and I know they love seeing me, right? And then you add like your kids into the mix of their great-grandchildren, man, just blows their fucking socks off. They absolutely love it to death. Um, and my, my, my nan, she's so cute, right? Like you get down there and stuff, she's, she's Irish, so she's got a wicked accent. And she's like always, like if she hasn't put on like a full-on buffet, like she feels a bit like, oh fuck, like this is an inferior performance I'm putting in today. And like she made like fresh scones, which like I love a scone. And it's something that I never would make myself. It's something that I don't even go out of my way to eat. But when someone pulls out like 12 scones and fresh cream and a lovely fresh jam, you're fucking damn right I'm hoeing into those. So man, she made some wicked scones and that was sick. So we had that. And then next thing she's like, oh, I've got some squash finger biscuits full of chocolate. Oh, I've got some lollies. Oh, I've got some lemonade. Do you think it'd be right if Arabella just ate all this stuff? And like, what are you going to say? You're not going to say no to your fucking, your nanny, right? You're going to say, yeah, cool. Fucking load her up. Cause I know you got this complex about not having enough food for us when clearly you've got a shitload of sugar here. There's actually a lot, right? This is a fucking diabetic nightmare. Um, and yeah, that was it. So Arabella just basically had like a little bit of protein in the morning and then about 47 grams of processed sugar in, and it, and it was really showing, it was showing she was fucking literally bouncing off the walls, um, quite literally bouncing off the walls. So it was, it was cool though. It was great. I, I, you know me, I'm a family man. I love it. It's my highest, it's my highest value. I get a mad, mad kick out of it. Right. So we did that and then off to see the AFL grand final. Now I love finals footy. I mentioned it a few podcasts ago. There's something about finals footy. It's the culmination of the season. So a little bit fucking G'd up already like in this sort of heightened sense of nostalgia for something that's like not even gone past yet. And it's the grand final, right? It should hypothetically be two of the most competitive teams of any sport going fucking head to head. You add in a shitload of beer, a cheese platter, salami, your friends, your family, beautiful weather. Oh man, it's just mint, right? So look, my thoughts of the game is Geelong put on an absolute clinic. Uh, the Sydney Swans that were playing, they, they didn't turn up. I don't know where they were. Buddy Franklin... He wants like 1.2 to come to fucking the Lions for a season. Mate, you've got to turn up these games if you want to get the pack and pay the big backs, okay, brother? He wasn't there. But seriously, Geelong put on a clinic. I was one of those naysayers that said, they're too old, they're too slow, they're never going to win this year. Man, oh man, I ate my words, right? They turfed the Lions the other week, which I was like, okay, well, that was our fucking one last chance, and they've really just shoveled the dirt over us on an empty grave. And it was just, oof. Anyway, dumb matter. 2023 is around the corner. But yeah, it was great. Like My pop was in great spirits. We're good to see my uncle. He was out. And I feel like I hadn't seen him in ages and had, had, had chats with him. Um, and again, the grandparents love it. you got the grandparents there. They love seeing me. I'm a favorite. I'm a favorite of theirs. And then you add in the grandkids. They're the only grandkids. Sorry, great-grandkids. They're the only great-grandkids they got. Like this is, this is super, super special time for them. I will say... There was a little bit of a twiggy stick getting around on this, this platter. We'll talk about that twiggy stick soon. A lot of salami, a lot of that soft cheese, a lot of fruit, actually. I even, even had some grapes. But I was really going ham on these twiggy sticks. Anyway, um, great afternoon. Great clinic by Geelong. Or talk, I've got a story about Geelong cats here in a sec. They're one of those teams. I don't I don't hate Geelong by any means. They're a great, they're a great side. And they're one of those like teams that like if there's there's like five players that you pick out of there so to put them in your team they're that fucking good but anyway that's Geelong Cats they won they smashed Sydney to bits it was like 80 fucking something points in the end great day but Becky had work on Sunday her first day back she's back on the fucking payroll so that was that was fun so we had to get home on the Saturday night um, I'd had an absolute skinful had about 10 beers the thing about me and beers is it's it's fine we got a great fucking working relationship I never get fall down drunk at least that's what i tell myself off the beers anyway you add wine into the equation yeah we're gonna get a little bit lippy we're gonna get a little bit fucking a little bit messy the humble beer the humble tin it never knocks me about like that we'll say there was this one time that i had 18 coronas and fair and square spewed at the cafe the next morning went to uh i believe my uncle did an aqua uh bog in the ocean he went down nearly crapped his pants he was wearing denim shorts not a good look Anyway, that's another story. I hope I hope he doesn't mind me talking about that. Um, but yeah, it was great. We had to go home. Oski lost it on the way home. I had to get him out on the side of the highway. Very dangerous. First time, a long time since I pulled over on the side of the highway at night. Very dangerous, very dangerous. Um, but I will say those twiggy sticks, 
they came, they came back, they came to repeat on us. Um, don't know what's in a twiggy stick. A whole lot of lips, eyes, nose, and assholes from some fucking poor animal. These ones, I have a feeling my mum may have maybe left the top off. I don't know how fresh they were. Again, it's hard to tell with some of that sort of processed meat. You know what I mean? A twiggy stick. What is it? Don't know what it is. You hope it's good for you. You're pretty sure it's not. Hopefully, it's been sealed. Not sure if it was sealed. I will say my mum has a bad habit of not resealing meat. I should have known this. We've gone in. I've eaten a few hundred grams of twiggy sticks. Absolute just fart machine. The Kia Sportage up the Bruce Highway. Just fucking farts. I'm talking about coming from, from all people in that cabin. I'm not going to say names specifically, but you know my bride-to-be was in that cabin. You know my daughter was in that cabin. My son was in that cabin. So what I'm trying to say is the Thompsons were farting up a storm from Corinda to Sunshine Coast. Pure airy bastards, you know what I mean? Those ones that just like, just real good time. Fun ones, actually. The ones that like, you laugh. And how good's a fucking well-timed fart, you know what I mean? We were literally farting the whole time, just lifting each other off the seats. It was so good. Then they sort of graduated and then they become really stinky by the time we got home. Anyway, but you don't need to hear about that. But I did get home on Saturday night. Uh, Pearl Little Knight, Rabbitohs versus Panthers. Missed the, missed the first little bit of the game. I tipped the Rabbitohs. I looked at the game, they were 12 nil. I was like, oh, fuck, could be on here. Red hot tip of the season. Um, how wrong I was. Panthers came back, smashed them by 20 points. Uh, now we got Penrith v Parramatta on Sunday evening, which I'm very much looking forward to. Going out in a big hurrah, because I've got a little 30-day health kick I will tell you, I will tell you about in a sec. But yes, um, Saturday night, got home. We had a few beers. Couple of glasses of white wine, not many, because I had some. I had some shit to do on Sunday. We'll tell you about that in just a sec. Um, but I threw together this quick meal. Right, it was it was one of my best quick throw togethers I've ever done. And, let, and, and, and I'll say with you what I did: bought some white rice. I fucked off to the IGA. I got two rib fillet steaks. Cost me about fourteen bucks. Right, I'm a bit of a tight ass when it comes to food, and I will say that the local IGA, albeit a great store, I find their meat quite exy, right? So naturally, my tight ass muscle is flicking and I'm scanning the fridge for good meat, but also quite affordable, right? Well within my budget. Um, and I come across these two these two humble rib fillet steaks. They're like six fifty each, seven bucks each. Pfft, beautiful. That that goes with my budget. So we grab those, come home, mouth and salt, gear in the pan, fried them off. Beautiful. I'm great at making a steak. I have one zucchini in the fridge. I got the grater, the peeler, I should say, peeled it. Just like fucking thin as thin as thin can be. I don't even know what you'd call it. Thin little bits of fucking zucchini, right? Then I made a soy vinaigrette. I will say I cheated. I Googled this because I didn't know. I don't, Look, I'm not like an Asian grandmother. I don't know all the flavors that have to go into things. So I Googled it, right? Sue me. But I got soy sauce. I got a rice wine vinegar. I got some honey. I got some... Uh, garlic and there was some other thing i'm forgetting put it in a little jar mixed it all up right white rice i then got the steak sliced it up beautifully laid it across the white rice i steamed the zucchini for about 30 seconds i dumped it right on top almost looks like a spaghetti sort of thing but it's a real thin thing you know what i mean just peel the zucchini you'll fucking know what i mean then i got the vinaigrette all over the top unreal beautiful if you want the recipe let me know I'll just fucking pay it forward. I'll just fucking copy and paste it from the Googs and then send it to you guys and claim it as my own. Because great artists steal. There was a saying there. I fucked it and I can't bother to edit it out. What is it? Good artists borrow, great artists steal? That's what I meant to say. Fuck, it would have been so good if I said it right before when I needed to fucking say it, but I fucked it up like an idiot. Anyway, I need to have another drink. Mm. It's a hard thing about doing a solo show. And not want to edit out. I want to give you 100% raw, raw to the core. Uh, you're going to get all the drinks. You're going to get it all. You're going to get all the real stuff. When I have a guest on, you miss that. So you're welcome. Saturday night, watch the footy. I said they got smashed 20 points. I'll put a movie on. Can't remember what it was. Could have been the show I've been watching. I'll tell you about that in just a sec. And, and I went to bed. Had a lot of water. Went to bed. Woke up. Sunday was a special day. It was my first official day looking after my two kids without my partner. That was that was a milestone for me, and you got to celebrate it. And I will celebrate by having another drink right now. Mm. Well done on celebrating that, Aaron. So we did that. 
And that was cool. So Bex went back to work. She's basically working like two days a fortnight. It's like the best FIFO swing ever at Lorna Jane, just slanging tights, slanging tights. I will say, I don't want to get into trouble here, but well, it's actually not trouble. If I went out to buy some tights, I'd find this out straight up, but she just happened to come home and tell me. Um, Lorna Jane's gone cashless. So they're no longer taking cash, accepting cash, only card. I think that is a ridiculous fucking concept to roll out in, in, in the Western world. I know there's this move to go to a cashless society. I don't like it. I could be wrong, and I'd love to hear why it's a better idea, but I don't like it. Because if you had $80 on you for a pair of tights, and that's all you had, you physically couldn't buy them at that store or any Lorna Jane store, right? You'd have to then go and fucking find a card with $80 on it to go and use it. Now, most people in the real world have money on cards. I hardly ever carry cash, but I'm talking for the people that do carry cash, probably the older generation or those people that are trying to avoid tax, right, and just carry cash. I think it's silly. Lorna Jane, you should wake up to yourself. Bring back cash. It's good. Don't go on with this whole societal trend digital currency i know digital currency is a thing and i don't even think it's the crypto lords i think it's this government this this bad negative thing from the top they want to burn cash they don't like it they want to make everyone equals peoples running off little plastic cars soon we'll have little chips embedded in our system we'll have to just we'll be scanning our whole body for anything i like cash it's a good affirmation when i carry cash in my wallet. i feel rich when i carry cash in my wallet that's a little that's a little step into my psyche but it was a great day Dropped back off, went down to Bocarina Beach Park, had a good hour and a half there. Beautiful weather, mint weather Sunday. Um, got, a, got a couple of swims in on Friday last week. It was fucking great. It was so good. I'm loving this weather at the moment. Apparently it's going to rain all summer, so I'm trying to take advantage of this spring. Uh, kind of that is, I get hay fever as soon as I leave the fucking house. Um, frankly, in my house, it needs a dusting. Anyone knows a good cleaner up here? I'm happy to pay. I need this, this fucking this pad needs a good dusting. Um, and also Becca as well, but Jesus Christ, this is a this is a four man job. I feel a big dust. Anyway, nothing about my hay fever. Did the beach, uh, so we did the park. Come home, made little mini pizzas. Dad of the year. Uh, we played outside. Got the, uh, the the trampoline out. Put the sprinkler under it. I literally was filling up buckets of water. I was throwing them over Arabella. That's how energetic she was. Just smashing it. Kid kept coming back for water. She's fucking resilient. That's what I love about her. Very resilient kid. Um, my son wouldn't take the bottle, a little bit nervous at some point, but he didn't cry. So I figure he's not hungry and that was good. I was able to literally get away from like 10 to four without feeding him. And I'm not a degenerate shithouse parents because I did try to feed him three different bottles, formula and breast milk. I even got this little syringe out, not one of them junky ones, like a proper, like syringe and a little Panadol thing. And I tried, but I couldn't get him to take it. So anyway... What's a boy to do? So we'll work at it. It's a work in progress, my son. Um, and then I, I chuffed off and picked up Beck from work. It was a beautiful little day. Come home, put a butterfly chicken on, roast veggies. And because I couldn't drink so much wine on Saturday night and I'd just done daddy daycare all day, I thought, you know what? I'll treat myself. It's Sunday. So I necked a skin full of fucking Sauvignon Blanc, didn't I? Hardy's one litre special. Not a full litre, because I already had two little cheeky glasses out of that on Saturday night. But you're damn right, I necked a lot. And I watched a movie, and that was my night. It was great. So good. Woke up this morning. Didn't feel hungover. Just very puffy. My face was very, very puffy. I will say that much. So anyway, that concludes my weekend. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it, like always. And another drink on that note you thought i was gonna do the, finish the show didn't you well i'm not gonna finish the show i was never gonna finish the show got a few things to talk about did mention the geelong cats um they had the best fucking comeback today i loved it for all those naysayers that said they're too old they're too fucking slow um they're mad monday uh patty dangerfield and a lot of the boys tom hawkins uh selwood norm smith medalist isaac smith uh they rocked up in like kind of like a RSL sort of bus, all dressed as old pensioners, had Zimmer frames, and they were just fucking playing on. They thought, you know what? Fucking suck this, naysayers. And it was great. That's the that's the good shit. That's the good shit about Mad Mondays. I love the banter. I love the banter. You had uh, Jeremy Can- Cameron there. Sorry, he rocked up his fucking Big Bird. Looked unreal. How good's a Mad Monday? The, imagine the feeling of winning a fucking 
grand final, right? Then all your mates, you're on the source, unreal. It continues to Monday when the working class are back at work and you're just sending it. Fuck, that's a dream. I'm so gutted. I'm so gutted I'll never get to uh I'll never get to do that. Uh play a grand final. I might, never say never, but it's not looking good right now. Anyway, it was it was unreal. Um the boys look like they're having the best time ever. Oh, sorry guys. Hay fever. I'm not gonna edit that out. This is raw to the core. Um one thing I did note, and I didn't want to say everyone loves to spoil a good time, right? There were so many of these comments on this Facebook post I saw about it. All these people. One clearly didn't know the backstory, but secondly, they were just like, Oh my god, like this is so disrespectful to the elderly. This is so disrespectful for the disabled. There was nothing fucking disabled about it, firstly, because old people have Zimmer frames. It was like insinuating that they were out there like making fun of people that have disabilities. They definitely weren't. They were just trying to be old people because that's what they said. You're too old, you're too slow. Um, and how's it a dig against old people, right? They're just dressed as old people. I suppose it's it, I suppose it could be likened to the whole blackface thing. I also like I don't want to get into that. I don't want to start a whole fucking racist thing. But it just it just makes my skin crawl that we live in this day and age where like every motherfucker is just entitled, hey. They're like, ah, oh, I'm offended. You know? And it's not even the old people. It was these young people that were like I'm not old, but I'm speaking on behalf of the elderly community. And then there was like an old person under it being like, I think this is funny as hell, signing off as a pensioner. Just like pull your head in young people that want everything to be fucking nice and accepted and everything is the same and there's no fucking sexes anymore. There's a million fucking different things going on. It's ridiculous, right? But I had to laugh. I just think we've just entered this like funny age of people that just like, and maybe you see it more now because of social media. I don't know if it was always there, but we just live in this fucking age where like people, they're offended by everything or they have to let you know that they're offended by or they have to let you know they're unhappy about it. If I see these things, and this will tie into another story because I had a a first last week, ladies and gentlemen, um, but they have to let you know that they're not happy. Like it was never good enough to just go, fuck them, and then just keep scrolling. I don't like this show on TV. I'm going to turn it off. Actually, no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to write a fucking email and complaint online to Channel 9 and just say, hey, listen, the block offends me. Come on, it's a shit show. I don't like it either, but I'm not going to fucking write the Channel 9 and tell them it's a shit show. I know it's a shit show. They don't need to know. I don't care. Move on. I've got other shit to do. If your life is so fucking slow that you need to like get online and like criticize people fuck man you gotta wake up to yourself say you need to go and have a fucking drink do some heavy breathing and just chill the fuck out go jump into the cold ocean feel good have sex with your loved one fuck i don't know anyway i thought it was fucking hilarious too old too slow and they stuck it back to the naysayers me being one of them nothing offensive about it That ties into another thing I want to say, and I'm not going to talk about it now because it was a, it was a, it was a biggie. It was a biggie for me, um, but yeah, I just wanted to I just wanted to touch on that. Um, what else has been happening with me? I mentioned that I got some stuff going on next month. Um, that stuff would be taking 30 days, no drinking, no soda, no Pepsi, no not even a non-alcoholic beer, just stinking fucking water, maybe sparkling water, probably sparkling water. I'm going to have some sort of fizz. I think I'm going to be highly depressed a couple of days into this, but hopefully like I'll feel better about it. But I, sorry, I've known for a little while that I probably have been drinking too much. And this is, again, it's not a word with me. I'm happy, but I like to send it. I'm a fun guy, right? I'm like a, I'm like a mushroom. And I have been putting a little bit of weight. This camera angle right now that I've got is working beautifully for me. It's working beautifully. But you can't see my chubby guts, my man boobs that are happening, right? And this, I don't think this camera does my puffy face justice, right? I think I think it's giving me a lot of, making me look okay. The rosacea is not too bad, um, but it, it's, a, it is a flary beast, right? So yeah, look, I just come to the weekend, I drink way too much. That's that's the long and short of it. I say this as I'm drinking a beer on a Monday night, and it's not even my first beer, it's my third beer, okay? I wanted to take the edge off coming to the show. Um, this is what I do. You know, I'm like a rock star in the green room. We've got a party. 
But Beck wants to do a little keto challenge. I've been eating more animal-based sort of stuff, frankly. I still eat carbs and shit like that, but I've been eating a lot more protein, a lot more fat. So hopefully it won't be a hard transition to the keto thing. Basically, though, it's like certain things we can't eat, certain things we're going to introduce to eat. And the big one, portion. Portion control. I'm uh, I'm not looking forward to that one. I'm not looking forward to that one. I'm a fat guts. I'm, I'm, I'm a glutton. Uh, for punishment. I ate so much food yesterday. I drank so much last night. And I keep eating. I just keep eating and eating and eating. After I had a massive dinner, I still went and ate chips and salsa. I still went and ate vinegar mussels. Still drinking fucking wine. I even thought I was going to have a paddle pop after dark. Eh? A little rainbow paddle pop. I thought, no, there are bellas. I'll leave them for her. But I really wanted to. So this is just a this is just a thing for me to go, right, you're on a diet, you fucking prick that cannot say no. Pull your head in, no drinks. I'm excited to not drink. Uh, also equally upset and depressed about it for 30 days, but it's a good challenge. It's not it's not called uh it's not easy. It's not what I call easy. It's a it's a challenge, right? But look, let's be frank, usually after you get through that first weekend of of um just straight water, it's okay. While while we, <laughs> Yes, it's going to be more challenging for me this time around because every time I have hit a sober patch, we have such a beautiful range of non-alcoholic drinks now. So I just go and get non-alcoholic beer. I'll buy a carton or two for the month and it's great. You have like two or three when you feel like it and it just takes the edge off. This is going to be fucked because um, it's just water. There's no non-alcoholic beer on the on this in this particular keto challenge that we're following. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see it. It's like 100 grams of protein at a time. I don't know. That doesn't sound like a lot to me. I'm used to eating like big chunky bits of steak, but I also have got a big gut on me. And I don't think it's a steak. I think it's probably the 10 beers followed by half a bottle of wine. But anyway, so for 30 days, so by the time that I do my next podcast, which will be probably this time next Monday or Tuesday, it's a public holiday next Monday. I'm not sure if we've got some stuff on. I have a feeling we do, but don't matter. Don't shoot me. I'll try and get on next Monday. If I am on next Monday, I'm going to have a drink because... I don't start till Tuesday. We've got the sister-in-law in the house and we want to start it fresh when she goes, right? Uh, it's just, it's not, no dig at her. It's just, we want to be normal in the house. Bang. I'm doing it. Beck's doing it. And Beck's mum's doing it. So just me and the fucking gals, me and the gals, hitting the keto, no booze, trying to get back into some sort of working out. My my disc issue's not 100%. So it, it's, I am doing movement and stuff like that. I'm walking every day. I'm burping as I'm talking. Walking every day, generally speaking. So, Gonna walk, gonna do more healthy shit, no alcohol whatsoever, no junk food whatsoever. It's just sober, oh God, and just keto. I don't even wanna talk about the diet, but yeah, we'll, we'll report back. Um, might hit a few fucking city cave visits for the infrared sauna. I'm keen to see what it does to my face. Helps me with the, uh, helps me with the fucking rosacea. I just, just spotted here, I have, a, I have a scar. Someone asked me about this last week uh, after my last podcast. I have a scar on the middle of my forehead. I don't know if you can see it. If you're not, if you're listening, you definitely can't see it. Um, he asked me how to get it. Uh, I fell down some stairs, some concrete stairs when I was two or three, um, and it, I hit my head. And I don't think I had any brain damage. I'm a very smart individual. You've probably picked up on that by now if you're a regular listener. But I did nick my head. He said, uh, you look like Harry Potter because you wear glasses and you have a scar on your head. I was like, thank you for pointing that out. That's possibly the first time I've ever heard that. And I thought it was pretty funny. It's a great movie, you filthy fucking muggle. Anyway, we're dieting. I'm going to try and lose four or five kilos in a month. I reckon it can be done a kilo a week. I think it can be done a kilo a week. My body's going to absolutely shit itself because I, I eat so much food. I drink so much. I'm surprised I'm not 100 kilos. I should be fucking bigger. I should be fatter, but I'm not. Strong genetics. Come from a long line of skinny sort of dudes with a little slight gut. Anyway, it's all been going on. What happened else last week? My toilet blocked. You ever have that? It's disgusting because it smells for one and you just get to see things that should be flushed away and they come back. It's like when you finally get over something you're like, it's gone. I can breathe again. Um, it all worked with the psychiatrist. Uh, and then it comes back up like a fucking ton of bricks. It's the same as when a shit don't flush and it just keeps coming. I tried. I did try. I tried my darndest. I tried all the wives' tail. I tried putting buckets of water down there. I tried dishwashing liquid. I tried warm water, just smashing it down there. started gurgling up this little pipe in my ensuite, and I was a bit worried about it. It was going to spill on the floor. And it was yucky, and it was stinking. 
So I then went to fucking Bunnings. I bought a plunger. I now know there's two different type of plungers. In hindsight, I probably didn't buy the correct plunger, but I now know that. And you just YouTube it. I'm like, how do you do a plunge? So I was just fucking plungering. Kind of like having a real solid wank. Just plunge, plunge, plunge. The water went away, but then the water came up in the ensuite. I thought, ooh, pooey water is coming up. Don't want that. So I called the plumber, naturally. And I had to, because we were rent. This is a funny story. Because we rent, you had to do the, um, I didn't know I didn't know how to call, right? I've never had to call a plumber. So I used the after hours, like chat bot service thing. And then they you send a thing, then they send you a text, right? And I'm like, look, my toilet's busted. It's blocked. The water's coming through the drain. And they're like, I'm like, do I need a plumber or something like that? They're like, well, if you get a plumber now, it's on you, right, to pay for it. My tight ass muscle flicked. I didn't want to pay for it. I was like, okay, cool. Well, how do I get the landlord to pay for it? Because I don't do it. And they said, well, it depends how the toilet was blocked. If you purposely blocked it or it was accidental, you know, like you were shoving fucking tampons and stuff down there. Um, I've never shoved a tampon down a toilet. Someone else in this house may have. I don't want to, I don't want to defame them in that sort of way if it's frowned upon. But yes, we do all the natural things you do on a toilet. We wean them and we poo on them, right? That's pretty evident, right? So they said to me, um, it depends how it was clogged. How did it get clogged? And I said, well, it got clogged from the normal way we use toilets. I mean, we, we're using them the way that they should be used, right? And she said, oh, well, okay, well, it won't cost you anything if you blocked it the normal way, but depending on what the plumber would find down the toilet would be if you get charged or not. And I was like, sweetheart, I was like, I can guarantee there's a lot of shit and piss down the toilet and not much else, you know what I mean? I didn't want to go into like real gory details because I'm sure there'd be a couple other things if, if, if I'm being honest with myself down the toilet. But 99% of that toilet pipe is just shit and piss from the Thompson household. So could you put a range, could you fucking put a rush on that and get a plum out here when they're available? Mate, plums are, are fucking hard to come by. It took me 48 hours. I just closed the door, put the lid down, thought, let bygones be bygones. But this handsome man came out on the Thursday morning, fixed me right up. It was sweet. And he said, look, mate, it was, it was a major block, it was a major blockage. Um, he didn't go into the gory details either. I don't know if he put a fucking camera down there or whatnot, but he got it sorted. So shout out the plumbers. I'm having a drink for you tonight. I love the plums. So yeah, it was quite jacked. Beck took a liking to him as soon as she she'd go, she, she, she saw him come through the door. She was really smitten with him. She was... Uh, he had nice arms, I will say that. Very nice arms. I have nice arms too, so I can I can say that. A nice arm person seeing another nice arm man. Nothing wrong with that. So yeah, that was good. But all fixed up and I'm back on the throne, so to speak. And I love it. Nothing like just pooing in your own toilet. So fun. What are some other stuff I saw? Oh, just some crazy shit. Fast 10, like the Fast and the Furious uh, series. Paul Walker's brother, Cody Walker, is coming back as Brian. I had to write that down because I just thought, this can't be real, right? This can't be real. Um, look, I'm sure this is a very, very special thing for Cody Walker to do for his brother. But in terms of like legacy and letting that character go, what the hell are the writers in Fast 10 thinking? Sure, they can bring back cars. They're even bringing back Jesse from Fast and the Furious 1. I thought he died. Evidently didn't. We never actually saw him die. We just saw him get shot. They're bringing it all back. They're really fucking clutching the straws here, eh? So we'll see how it pans out. I will still watch it. Um, I'm not a hater in that way. I just don't like it when they're trying to bring someone else in as the character that had passed away in real life. I feel that's poor taste. So much has happened. So much has happened here. Good news story. John Cena, he's now entered the Guinness World Records books for granting more than 650 Make-A-Wish uh, wishes for, for sick kids. Man, John Cena, I mean, he, se he seems like a stand-up guy. I had stopped watching wrestling sort of when he came into it. I would say he was like my favorite wrestler by any means. I really couldn't get into his shtick. It was around the time I felt like wrestling was going from the Attitude Era into this like more clean, wholesome thing, which I frankly didn't like. Uh, and John Cena was part of that. <clears throat> Great wrestler, though. He seems to have won a lot of belts and things like that. And I think he's funny as fuck in any movie I've seen with him in it. I think he's funny. And uh, I like him as an actor. Um, but this was good. More than 650 Make-A-Wish wishes were... were handled by him um he's a big advocate for that i think that's great i love it i don't think these people are 
they're not they're not they don't have to be role models if they don't want to be it's not part of their thing he's a wrestler he's an actor nowhere it says he's a role model but i like it when these people take it upon themselves to go you know what i know i'm in a i'm in a really lucky position i've worked my ass off but i'm in a real lucky position i'm in a real fucking fortunate thing here and a sick kid who didn't choose that that sickness wants to meet me right and i can grant that wish it's so nice that people do that and they allow unwell kids to 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 you know have their their wishes and their dreams come true so shout out john cena what a fucking dude hey we see you mate we see you did something else last week i'm gonna talk about this at the end i gotta talk about this my list is all wrong sorry if i'm a bit out of flow tonight i'll be honest i'm i've got my stuff my notes is all over the shelf here but also this hay fever is giving me the fucking heebie-jeebies um Signed up for the School of Mastery last week. My good mate, Lewis Mocker from high school, he runs a thing called School of Mastery. Signed up to that last week. Very excited about that. I feel like since I've been seeing Rex, the life coach, doing these breathwork Monday mentor sessions, I've been reading a fuckload. I've got a little book shout out here tonight. So I finished my fourth book for the year. I was very, very uh, proud of myself. Um, but what I, was, what I was trying to say there is I feel like my mindset is changing my spirituality is changing. It's getting better. I'm working hard on it. I don't have it all mastered yet by any means. Definitely not. But, um, and this sort of look, well, I will say shout out. I think I'm, I'm lacking physical uh, fucking discipline and change. So that's that also ties into the no drinking and keto challenge that I mentioned. Um, but as a, as a way for me to keep getting better, I don't want to just stay stagnant and things like that. Um, I want to keep learning. And there's things I definitely don't know, right? Uh, my good friend Lewis, he has a subscription service, and I will say, in my eyes, the man's a genius. And he's basically rolled out this this monthly um, subscription thing. They do these these huddles every every three weeks, which is like a live uh, tune in thing, and it's basically like a course. So you can imagine like going to university and like doing this, and it's like there's like fucking. I'm looking here, right? The orientation program, there's the purpose process. There's a master your income, master your wealth, master your lifestyle, master your time master your brand is obviously a big big push on business within this and then there's all the monthly huddles there's heaps of shit for me to go back on right there's so much content here i'm probably not doing it justice but um i like i wanted to i want to learn more about money right i want to learn more about how i make more money so i want to learn more about starting a business things like that certain things i'm feeling good about certain things i have no idea about finding my purpose in life i know what i value it's somewhat right I know some of those things, but I was like, what's my purpose? You know what I mean? Eight uncommon keys to building wealth. It's a 66 and a half minute video with a fucking lot of content and stuff that you got to fill in behind it. Um, this is like a step-by-step sort of thing, right? Um, my mate has like over 900 students in 60 countries, right? It's, an, it's not like a, a bullshit program by any means. So this, uh, I'm really excited about it. And I will say, it's probably one of the first times in my life that I've committed to money somewhere um, to sort of better myself. Um, I'm not even paying for this life coach I'm seeing. I, I, I couldn't afford it, frankly. I, I don't have the money to pay for this particular guy. So I'm very grateful to have a really good person in my life that has paid for that for me and is continuing to pay for that for me. And I'm internally grateful for that. Uh, don't know how I can ever repay him for that. Um, but this was like a, well, I don't want to waste my time fucking watching Netflix and bullshit every night, right? Um, I want to educate myself. If I don't have all the answers, well, I need to go and find all the answers, right? It's like, it's, it's as simple as going, well, I like math. I know a bit about math. I want to learn more about math. And I'm finished high school. What can I do? You you you, you seek alternative methods and you go and do that. Um, because I'm making that investment too, it's, it's different because instead of me just going on YouTube or Googling, okay, well, I think I want to learn this tonight. I'm paying some money. I, I feel like, okay, I'm laying this out and I'm a self-became sort of tight ass, right? So I'm putting more pressure on myself. You know, mate, you're spending a hundred bucks a month, which is really nothing for what this guy's offering um, and what, what some of the results he's getting with people and what they're getting from it. Um, you've got to put your money where your mouth is and just show up, do the stuff, show up. So for the most part, that's what I'm doing. That's what I did a couple of nights last week and uh, I'm excited actually. I'm excited to get stuck in tomorrow night and just fucking give, give it a good couple of hours. And every night this week, I'm excited that the football season's finishing in that regard so I can spend Saturdays and Friday nights and stuff doing that. Um, Becky and I were just going to say, look, 
let's work at it. So I did that last week. So um, if you're interested to check that out, uh, School of Mastery, Lewis Mocker is my friend. Uh, on Instagram is his name, Lewis Mocker. But yeah, I'm very excited to do that because there's a lot of things that have got going on in the old brain box, all good things, but need to get some clarity on them. So need some help. Don't know everything. Definitely don't know anything about fucking building wealth. So I want to learn about that. I want to be a fucking millionaire. Unreal. Unreal. I will say, I mentioned there, I finished a book last week. It's a great book. I urge everyone to go and listen to it if they're into like good stories, self-development, and just getting clarity um, on a lot of different things. Beautiful story. It was called The Resilience Project by Hugh Van Kylenberg, an Australian guy, Melbourne-based boy, um, man, I should say. Uh, and he's got this thing called the gem theory. So it's gratitude, empathy, and mindfulness. I don't want to butcher it by any means, um, but the way he sort of writes this book, it starts actually out quite heavy, to be frank. He talks about his sister dealing with anorexia and him not understanding it because he was sort of a kid at the time, sort of growing up with it. He sort of resented his sister for it. He just thought, fucking hell, why can't she just go and eat a meal? I don't see what's so hard about this. As it turns out, and this is not a spoiler alert, but there's a bit of sexual abuse in there at some point. Um, it deals with themes of of suicide, definitely themes of uh, empathy and and gratitude. There's some really good stories on gratitude. There's this. There's this. He's almost like the, one of the key figures in this book. This young Indian boy called Stunzen, um, and Hugh goes and lives in India for a period of time, and. This kid apparently just comes across him, he's a student, and he's just super stoked and grateful for like literally everything in his life, which is probably a rarity in the Western world, frankly. We love to fucking piss and moan and complain about things. So we could probably learn uh, a thing or 12 from people across the pond that don't have nothing and can see can see the fucking greatness and everything they do have so yeah that, that's actually a really cool story um there's some stories around this guy called beefy who's got some issues with himself there's another one that sort of deals about suicide which i won't go into all true stories um really good book really makes you think about those things gratitude empathy mindfulness even it makes me think about little stories that i'm telling here and i make fun of things but there's always like that i tell you that i see both sides of the story generally so yeah, it's great. The Resilience Project. I can't I can't recommend it enough. It was it, on Audible, it was like four hours and 45 minutes. So it's a really quick read. I do like a three and a half K walk most days. I smashed the book in like two weeks. It was so good, right? Unreal. Go and check it out. It's my fourth book. My fourth book for this year. I've got a, another book to finish. Um, got locked out of my Audible because again, trying to save money. I've stopped paying for it. I will have to pay for it again, but I got a book, uh, Think Like a Monk, Jay Shetty. So that's the next one I'm going to read. So that hopefully that'll take me to five books of the year. Got to read, I'd like to read six or seven books by the end of the year, but fuck, it's all happening. All happening. So we did that. The Resilience Project, go and check that out. Might as well mention my album of the week, my movie of the week, and some TV shows I've been talking about. Um, album of the week, I got two, right? Because it's been two weeks, there's been another show. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne's Patient Number Nine, right? It's obviously heavy metal. It's great. Um, is it one of Ozzy's best albums? Definitely not. But is it is it a memorable album? Is it fun? Definitely. The guy's like 72 now, right? The Prince of Darkness himself. He's obviously had some health issues and stuff like that. Guitar-wise, he's got Zach Wilde on this album. He's got Jeff Beck on this album. He's got Tony Iommi on this album. All great guitarists, right? And they all have a different style they bring to the songs that they're on. I loved it. The thing I like about Ozzy Osbourne is when you turn on Ozzy Osbourne record, you kind of know... Every time, what you're going to get, right? He's got a bit of a formula. I like that about him. He's got that quintessential voice. I love that about him. He always has shit up guitarists. I love that about him. And I really enjoyed it. Patient number nine. Even the single, it's like a seven and a half minute song. The first time I was like, God, this is a long song. But when I listened to it the whole time through, the first time, I was like, this is a fucking great song. Jeff Beck is the guitarist on that one. So go and check that out. The other one I had, which is a lot heavier, is by a band called Spirit World. Um, Pagan Rhythms is the album um, it's a bit older I love it I've been fucking listening to that one for a while but they just released their two new singles uh, Death Western and the other song Escapes Me but go and check out Death Western a fucking awesome song by Spirit World and then Pagan Rhythms is like a nine track album super heavy they are definitely like this perfect mix of I'd say death metal and like country western sort of singing they remind me a little bit of Hank 3's album uh, Ask Jack but like sort of heavier, if that makes sense. And anyone that doesn't listen to this sort of music has no idea what the fuck I'm talking about right now. But those are my albums of the week. Spirit World's Pagan Rhythm slash their new single, Death Western, and Ozzy Osbourne's Patient Number 9. Go and check it out. 
my movie of the week. I kind of got two for you, right? I haven't been watching a lot of movies, frankly. Uh, throwback, Lethal Weapon. Watched that last night. It's a blast from the past. You've got to go and watch that, right? They just don't make action movies like this anymore. Times have changed. The way men are portrayed have changed. Uh, women, everything's different, right? And this isn't a dig like, oh, I love the good old days because I, I believe a lot of these things change for the better. But there's just something so authentic about these movies, the jokes, the fucking brutishness of the men in it, you know what I mean? There's no real emotion. It's just one of these fucking things. It deals with some heavy tones. If you rewatch that movie, it definitely deals with some heavy tones. You know, there's a bit of suicide action in that movie. Well, I love it. Mel Gibson, he's hot. One of the greatest mullets ever sported in the movie world. So, lethal weapon for me. Um, the other one, I liked it. I heard a lot of terrible reviews about it, but I rated it. I took it on face value. Um, the Many Saints of New York, the Tony Soprano story. Um, it was it was it was the story about Tony Soprano becoming Tony Soprano, but it was all from my opinion. It was more about his uh, uncle or his cousin uncle. I think it was uncle Dicky Moltisanto. Um, that was more about his character, right? And it blurs the lines. There's a couple of like Frank Lucas comes into it, who's like the he was a figure in Harlem, very famous American gangster portrayed him. Uh, that his life, I should say. Denzel Washington played Frank Lucas, but I rated it. Some good violence in it. Not a bad story. Had all the good actors in it. Ray Liotta was in it. Um, the way that they portrayed the characters of a Soprano in it, I thought was good. If anything, the only thing I thought was kind of shitty about it, um, and I will preface this by saying, you had like nine seasons of Sopranos, like shitloads of episodes. It was one of the greatest shows ever. You've then got two hours to sum up how Tony Soprano became Tony Soprano in this flick. It was always going to fucking be dogged from the get-go, right? From the purest. And I will say, I've actually never watched Sopranos the whole way through. So this is just someone goes, yeah, Sopranos is good. So I saw that as well. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go watch Sopranos at some point. I've got other things to do. But I did think that they didn't highlight Tony Soprano's journey enough, if, if I'm being perfectly honest. If I'm being perfectly honest, they didn't do that. So still enjoyed it. I'd go and check it out. The other two things, I've started watching these two new shows. After I do my study, after I do all my stuff, I literally, when I say I watch shows, I don't ever sit down until like after 10.30 at night to actually watch something. Uh, I, I, I forego sleep to maybe sometimes just spend some time with myself. Mr. Mercedes, watch one episode, highly recommend it, love it. The opening scene, quite shocking, quite brutal. Beck was like, <gasps> nearly dropped the baby. She was shocked. Go and check it out. The other one I'm watching is Dharma, the the story about Jeffrey Dharma, the the infamous serial killer. Uh, Evan Peters from American Horror Story fame is playing him. He was also in Kick Ass as well. Um, he's playing him. Man, the guy like embodies the character. I'm surprised he might. I won't be surprised if he has mental issues after this. Frankly, let's hope he sees a good therapist. Um, very, very good portrayal. I'm on to the fourth episode now. So I've only watched the first three. That first episode, um, I saw these people on the on, on the internet today, like they couldn't watch it. All these people, they couldn't watch it. I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I, 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 I simplify, I'm empathetic with them because um, it was. It was very disturbing. I had this bubbling anxiety the whole first episode going, where the fuck is this going? I know about Dharma just being a, a sadistic killer. Um, I don't know too much about him beyond that, right? He doesn't fucked up things. A lot of homosexual killings. There was like a fucking heads cut off, limbs. He did weird shit. This guy was fucking cuckoo to the max. Um, it's it's If you like disturbing shit and you like true shit, I think that's what's even more disturbing about it is that it's true. It happened. Uh, go and watch Dharma. If you don't want to uh, depress yourself or have underlying anxiety um, from, a, from a serial killer uh, drama, I would, I would avoid it for sure. But yeah, I hope, uh, man, I hope Evan Peters wins a fucking Emmy for this. The guy's like legit, actually disturbing. I'm going to watch an episode after this show. So that was good. And the other thing that happened last week, there's two things. I just want to give a shout out to the guy, the Patagonia brand owner. I didn't even know the guy's name. Such a fucking square. It's like Yvonne Chouinard. He's, I don't know how to say that, but he's hes a man. Um, he's like in his late 70s, I believe. Um, he started Patagonia when in 1973. I know Patagonia. I see it. It's quite expensive. I like it. But their message is one of sustainability and climate change and all these things that like basically he thinks that human beings are killing the earth. And I'd have to agree in some way, shape or form. Um, Ultimate baller move. The guy gave away his entire 
net worth over three billion dollars or something like that um to a charity that's fighting climate change the people own patagonia now right he doesn't own it anymore he uh he was just like fuck it this is my mission is important i just wanted to point it out right go and check it out for yourself i'm not gonna try i'm gonna try and fucking butcher it but um his website says earth is now our only shareholder i think that's a beautiful message uh i tell you what i like about these sort of stories right i'm not a fucking hippie tree hugger by any means but anyone that feels so strongly about what they're doing in life their mission um i like that i think that's great i think it's commendable right unless it's fucking jeffrey Dahmer that wants to cut off heads and put them in the fridge don't do that that's disgusting but this guy, he wants to save the earth, right? He's gone as far as giving away his entire net worth to saving the earth. That shows you how little he gives a fuck about money. He said he was always horrified to be seen as a billionaire. I don't think it's good or bad or whatever. I've never been a billionaire, so I can't comment on if it's good or bad. Would I like to be seen as a billionaire? Mate, would love it. Would love to fucking have a day in the life or, or a lifetime as a billionaire to see how it goes, right? I reckon there would be some things that make it quite easy being a billionaire. Could have some other issues. I don't know. But man... What a baller move, right? He called out all these people. He's, he's famously said, you know, fuck Mars and things like that. All these billionaires trying to kill the Earth and escape to space. He wants to save the Earth. I think that's sick. I love that about this guy. Don't know him, but I love him. I want to go buy some Patagonia gear right now. I might do that. I'm going to end on this one. I'm going to have a drink, then we're going to end on this. I thought it was funny. I got my first troll, my first proper troll last week. Um... On TikTok, and I had a feeling it might be this video. I shared a video about the Queen dying. Didn't really say anything bad about it. If you listen to this show regularly, I think the things I said around that snippet were a lot worse than what I said in that snippet. But I made fun of King Charles's fat fingers, right? He has fluid issues. They're fat. That's it. I'm not an expert by any means. You saw the thing. You saw the picture of his fingers. They were fat. You cannot deny that. It's not fun to make fun of people, but this show is fun, right? We just do it. It's a bit tongue-in-cheek. Don't take yourself too seriously. Got this fucking troll. She called me out. She said, uh, mate, you think you're an expert on everything. You've, I'm old enough to be your great-grandmother. So it was obviously an old woman. I didn't put two and two together initially. I, I, I knew they were old. Didn't think they were a woman. I missed that. Um, and I was like, man. I just came back and was like, I really must have ruffled your feathers so enough that you stopped and made a comment. I really, really appreciate you making a comment. But if you don't like what you're seeing, then fucking keep scrolling, right? Because I'm I'm of the opinion that like if you don't like something, right, and it's like as trivial as that, just keep moving, right? I saw some people say some fucking horrendous shit about the queen and the monarchy. Um, I never said anything that bad. Not that I also didn't totally stand by it, uh, you know, disbelieve these other people but i just didn't say anything that bad i thought in my eyes but like yeah she was really bothered by it this chick uh she told me to grow up she told me i'm not an expert um i don't know if she's looked at all my tiktok videos i don't even know if she listens to the podcast my my instant reaction was one of i'm excited i'm shocked and i was a little bit hurt frankly i was like look i'm not out here trying to hurt feelings but it made me think and then i was like you know what fucking suck a dick right so i went back at her and said eat a dick basically in a matter of words um and then after it as i as i thought about it i was like man this this old lady i must have really affected her and i don't know what's what's up with her life that like she's particularly found my video she could just be one of these people like comments on all the shit um and i've upset it so i i I was like look I, i want to know like if there's anything going on in your life you know what i mean so i was concerned for her in that way so i'm not i'm not always uh all the way a bit of a cunt but i will say it's a real testament to people that go i'm offended by this i'm stopping i'm going to comment on it and make a bad day in saying that turning it on its head this this a lady knows nothing about me i severely doubt she's ever listened to the king of the couch podcast because i don't get on here and just fucking make fun of people in a in a crudish way for an hour every week or every fortnight as it may be i get on and talk i share nice things i pay it forward you know i do a lot of nice things i think but it stuck to me if you want to see the comment in the back and forth go to my latest tiktok video you'll see it there the one where i talk about the queen dying and king charles's fat fingers so i got my first trial that was a first cheers to me and i hope this lady i don't wish you well wishes i don't wish you ill wishes i don't even know what i'm trying to say it's an hour it's been a long night long day long weekend i don't wish you anything bad happened to this lady but i thought it was funny appreciate you stopping i ruffled your feathers i win 
Uh, that's the King of the Couch, episode 148. We are we are two off 150. I think I'm going to get Beck back on the show. She was on episode 50. She was on episode 100. It's only fitting that she's on episode 150. Uh, if you made it this far and want to send us a question, a topic to discuss, we'll do that. We have no idea how I'm going to structure that show yet, but like every other show, it'll just fucking roll off the tongue. Anyway, that's episode 148 of the King of the Couch podcast. If you like something in that show, go and fucking pay it forward. That would mean a lot to me and the person that you're paying it forward to. Anyway... Have a great week. I love you all. Oh, man, you are.